Hi, I'm Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and our newest show, The Catch. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official podcast for the night that we like to call TGIT. And you're going to be really, really happy that you're listening today because my new fabulous favorite show, as you all know, is The Catch. And I can say that because I don't write the damn thing. I just like to watch it because I work here. And I also love the actors on the show and two of my favorite actors in the world, not only on this show, but technically in the universe. If there are actors on other planets, mm. I think that you guys would actually compete. Winners, so. And also together, they're really, really, really fascinating as a duo because ah. I never would have thought you guys would have been a duo initially, but now you're a duo, which is sort of cool. And we have the delightful Sonia Walker who plays Mario. And of course, uh, Jay Hayden who plays Danny. Hey. They're sitting on a sofa together. It's almost like they're doing the show. <laughs> Except without the endless Clothes sex. On. Exactly. Yeah, we are clothes. This is nope. like the Danny and Margot therapist. Right. This is exactly. It's, it's, it's like you're going to your couple's therapist yeah. and saying, why isn't this relationship working? Yeah. <laughs> so because they are wearing clothes, I'm going to describe what they're wearing. Danny, mm -hmm. as we like to call him, aka Jay, I mean, for our purposes, we will call him Jay, is wearing a nice mm -hmm. black t-shirt with yeah. a little pocket, mm -hmm. which fits well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think accentuates you. your bolding muscles. Told you. I told you. Okay. I'm what did you tell her? Nothing. Well, she's like, are you changing your t-shirt? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I want to You're going to change good. your t-shirt for good. a podcast? I want to look good. <laughs> Just want to clarify. I want to look good through the I people's ears. We had lunch before this. He did not change the t-shirt. He changed the t-shirt for the entirely audio You had the relaxed t-shirt. Carry on. We wanted to make sure that Betsy could give As a I nice say, description. A nice description. It's Carry true. On. Okay. And I'm Betsy. also just going to say a nice pair of jeans and some... I think relatively spectacular. Uh, those are Nikes. I should have changed those shoes. Should've They're green. Should've. They're green and white. Okay, now, now Sonia's being judgy about the shoes, but I'm going to say <laughs> the shoes are the shoes are cute. Right, They're right. like green with black. Um, what do you call the swooshes? Swoosh. Yeah, Thank you. It's very very nice. Very um, strangely, Sonia's wearing exactly the same thing. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Um, you're wearing an adorable like. It's a kind of a linen. It's like a tablecloth. Let's it's be kind of like you're wearing a tablecloth, a bit, too. Right? Yeah, with a um, very sexy table with little um, cap sort of sleeves. Mm -hmm. It's got some nice embroidery going on there, mm -hmm. and it's got a little like ruched neck, which is cute, and like the coolest pair of black leather pants. I've seen in a really long Looks time. Looks very much. With some cute espadrilles that sort of match. Yeah, a little bit of extra. And a bag leather. that I may actually hit you over the head and stun and you and run that's off into the other steel. room. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's uh, it's one of my favorite colored... Anyway, you guys, I could do this all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is like... My favorite thing is just... I Normally, these are such good outfits. Normally, I would have been done with this like 10 minutes ago, but I'm having too good a time. Okay, so you guys are like... I mean, amazing on this show, obviously. You're amazing separately, but now together, you're really freaking funny it's also it's sexy and stuff but you're also really freaking funny from the moment that you just started treating like like the boy yeah. toy mm -hmm. yeah and you put up with it I up mean, to the point you didn't actually it, fought it back doesn't, at one point it doesn't yeah yeah i think i finally step in there I think step you did. up step to something up. yeah i think you do i yeah. think you do although 
Um, I particularly like it when you hide in the shower and you overhear things. That's I do one of too. my favorite things. That's one of my favorite things. That was a long day. <laughs> it was a long day. Where I insisted that even when Pete and I were doing our coverage, Jay still be in the shower crouching. That's the method. Because yeah. I need to know that he's there. Out of all method. the days that Pete needed extra takes, it had to be that day when I was squatting naked in the naked shower in the wet. Shower. Totally. So yeah. did you get pruny? Yeah. yeah we, yes, you actually. You get really pruny, right? Yeah. That's the worst part. There was some pruny so happening much. in both parts. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you too. You know what you do? You clearly love your craft. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. You, you clearly really, yes. really love your craft. Yes. So um, today we're talking, and it'll probably be brief, and then we'll just, you know, shoot the bull for a little while mm -hmm. here. But the birthday party was the episode which um, everybody's just watched. That was sort of, Marco has a kind of big surprise entrance in that one, which I really, really like. Um, you know, that great Sweet 16 party yes, that you force exactly. your daughter to go to. And it, it's the beginning of this sort of, what would have happened yes. with you, you and Peter Krauss, of course, Ben? It's, yeah, it's a really fun one because of the family dynamic and the, and the sort of moment of realizing, oh my God, what would this have been to have raised this child with right? these parents and how dreadful and also how fun too, weirdly. I think that's where they realize that it's not just an enormous responsibility to be handed a 16-year-old. It's actually there's when it's a 16 year old as lively and and um that's a way of putting it <laughs> listen i'm proud mama uh <laughs> but resourceful and on all of it as she is then then suddenly it becomes fun and i think that's what was really fun in this episode i think discovery one, of, that one of my favorite fun. things is you two trying to take down a group of 16 year old girls to try to get the information to find out where the parents are so that <laughs> in essence you can infiltrate this crime family yeah which yeah. Is one of the funnier things. That was fun. It was also fun doing an American accent. For, I mean, I've been saying I to could listen to that forever. Really? I just, it's for some reason, I get such a kick out of listening to you just switch. Just switch it. You did it as the therapist last year, too, I right? Did. No, I played her English in the end. Oh, you ended up playing Yeah, her I played That's her right. English in the end. My husband says that I drop 40 IQ points every time I play an American <laughs> You do. <laughs> you might have dropped 60 for the character that you do at the birthday. I mean, party. I went really dumb yeah. for the character. You were so, so stupid. You were so stupid. Yeah, I was so, super so that dumb. actually does mark the first time you've done your spectacular American accent. Thank you. Um, yes, it does. it's the first time on the catch that I've done it. You've had whole series where you've done it as I remember. I have. I've done many a show. In fact, I read someone on Twitter the other day who was like, I love this show. I just wish you'd stop with that fake British accent. And <laughs> like, no, it was all I could do to be like, dude, really? Really? I guess I should be flattered, but really? <laughs> oh, like, come on. It's just so obviously fake. I come know, on. I, know. I guess maybe you need to make it plummier. I guess so. You just need to drive into all that, you know, fanciness oh, or something. That's insane. Yeah, it was good. And then I know Sophie Sophie went through real hell in this episode because her friend went missing. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. That storyline, which is incredibly traumatic, what happened in that situation was at AVI all screwy. Mm -hmm. So there's also Ethan and mm -hmm. Alice, that whole thing, which is Just super troubling. Super troubling. I love it. That's one of my... Honestly, that's starting to Are you Have you recovered the from the fact that I you love didn't Warren. know? I yeah. love Warren. I love the way Warren plays Ethan, and I love that dynamic. And I love, you read on Twitter people getting into like, Team Ethan. And, I know, that part's And, and I'm like, oh, oh, they're doing it. We're doing the thing where people are like choosing who they Isn't want. is funny out. they choose sides? Yeah. yeah. There are no sides for you. You're just... I have to say, the Daddy and Margo thing, MD. just that's it now. I feel like there was a moment there for Sophie, and then that went <laughs> yes, south that. really fast. Yes. <laughs> really fast. <laughs> really Sophie. fast. So now, what, what, that's one of those situations where the chemistry just 
knocks Sophie out of the water for this one. Sophie might have love in the future. Sure. Yeah. So there was that screwy thing with Alice's brother earlier that on was in the a, season, there, which was, was a, a gigantic misstep on Sophie's part, a let's just bit, say. A little okay, bit. Okay, can but I just say yes? Her. I yes. mean, who could blame Danny for... There you go. You know? I mean, come on. <laughs> Am I a rebound now? Is that what's happening? never a rebound. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is just getting grisly at the moment. Okay, so, Jade, you haven't been on the podcast before. This is your first time. Yes. Isn't this incredible? I mean, right? I mean, honestly, this, is probably this better office than, is incredible. This is right. Yeah. This is a good office. Yeah. You guys have heard was about this office show? before. It was uh, yeah, Harry Cohn's office who started Columbia Pictures, and it's... It's, it's a good office. And I like to think that we've liberalized the office because it was, it was not quite as laid back when Harry Cohn was here in the 30s, but now it's a fun office filled with fun people as opposed to probably what was going on then. No offense, Harry. I'm sure you're, <laughs> if you're still a lovely here. man. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it was like when you were first cast and how much did you know about your character and how much has your character changed since we first cast <laughs> well, you? Well, I mean, you were in the room the yes, first time I was. that I came in and I walked in and you know, Linda Lowy was there, and I was like, oh, that's Betsy Pierce right there. Yeah, that's like, that, oh, that was, I'm sure, I what you were thinking. I actually have to be good today. Come on. <laughs> and then Linda was actually said something. She said, Jay's actually one of our favorites here. And I was like, she said, actually, which I don't know if that's... <laughs> backhanded compliment but for some reason that just plays into like who i am as a person I'm like yeah actually actually sometimes i can be good so let's <laughs> it's actually start it up now. it just kind of fit it was kind of a no-brainer yeah me. and i was i was very excited to be just a part of shondaland and at the time you weren't on the show no they were like and mireille enos is gonna be on the show and i'm like well, yeah, let's do it let's do it what am- <laughs> i don't even need to read it let's do it sounds good to me boss yeah and then as the show kind of grew and changed and then you came on and pete came on you know it's just a dream come true i remember your audition really well because it was one of those things where you walked out of the room and we went yeah okay there you, go. there you go that's so fun because it was a really hard Part to cast. Sure. You're having a really, really well. It, sure. You know it always is. Mm-hmm. And you, like, damn. You, Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. What? I didn't know. Do well. We like. Oh, look. She's like. She's making one of those. Homie. No, I didn't. I could have a southern accent. Do it. <laughs> Homie, I, I don't. I don't remember anything. I just walking up, and I was adorable. Everybody loved me. Uh-oh. That's what happened there. I don't um, you were, you were, and I was a huge fan of yours from much of your previous work, as mm. you know. Yeah, we were huge fans of yours, so it was incredibly exciting and even more exciting when we got the two of you together. So see, there you go. Where do you think this relationship can go? I think it has potential, weirdly, improbable mm-hmm. as it is, the two of them. I think the reason Margot doesn't just dispense with Danny as a boy toy is that she realizes, well, in that first scene where they get together, that he isn't just that, that yeah. he is way more than that. And there's something about Danny's like essential goodness mm-hmm. that I think is really fascinating and appealing. And there's a part of Margot that recognizes that is a good thing to have, even though she has none of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that it's a good thing to be around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a huge part. It's also that in the whole course of the show, he never once lets her down like anything that he offers to do or or steps in with he follows through with and that's rare i think for my loyalty is such a big thing for her yeah i think you're right um that i think that's a huge thing yeah i'm not sure what's in it for danny but that's what (laughs) (laughs) i think danny can speak to i mean honestly when i when when i first read that our characters were gonna come together I was like, well, this this is probably like a what 
a one episode or two episode thing because it could it can't. And then when we got in those scenes together, it was very obvious to me. I think, and at the same time with Alan and everyone that was, I was like, oh no, this can work, and it mm. actually works really well. And I think just the way that Alan has set up Danny's perspective in terms of kind of seeing through all of her armor, mm-hmm. all of Margot's armor sometimes, and seeing you know what he thinks is the real mm-hmm. her is it's great. It's and it in in a way it, it works because even though sometimes she's taking advantage of Danny, maybe a little bit. You think? <laughs> There's some real feelings, I think, between them. So, How much do you think you guys have changed from one season to the next, or characters have changed from season one to season two? Uh, Margot hugely, in that she, there's, there's, there's this step... You know, Margot was so defined in season one by the loss of Ben and the betrayal and the, the tri- love triangle. I think it... Deve- you know, we've played it, we developed it, we then added a daughter to the mix, which added a whole new level of like, whoa, Ben, now are you going to step up? Like, I don't need you to be my husband or my partner, but you need to step up into mm-hmm. this... I, I can't do this parenting thing alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's been that. And then... And so by dropping that area of feeling the woman scorned, it opened up so much more for me to play and for Margot, so many more feelings for Margot to have. So I feel like Margot's just grown rather than changed as such. I also feel like so much of the emphasis in the first season was on the syndicate and on the yes. Kensington mm. firm yeah. and on how was she going to actually wrestle power from yeah. people. And what was great about this season to me is she got totally thrown off her game. Yeah. And has had to kind of up her game as a result, which I think is really interesting and yeah. fun. I think the the consolidating power like it's one thing to get power but then to hang on to it is right really hard <laughs> right and yeah what about you jay what do you think i mean i think i think danny's kind of grown up a lot in the second season you know in the first season it seemed like he was very it's either black or white protecting avi protecting alice she should be involved in this she shouldn't be involved <laughs> in that and the company as well but now in the second season with his relationship with margot i think Danny's kind of realizing that life is a lot more complex and there's a lot more gray area to it. And then you see him making choices that are not, that are more dynamic than in the first season, which was, you know, we should be doing this, we shouldn't be doing that. And now he's like, we shouldn't be do, we should be doing this, but she just called me and she needs this. And <laughs> I'm just going to do it because I'm in love with this girl. And so I think in that way, he's, you know, I think, I think that's true. What's great about what Alan's done is he has made the world so much more complicated because these people like Reese keep wandering in and out, like, <laughs> yeah. which screws everything up yeah. constantly. So, yeah. but as he keeps adding those layers on, it means there are more plates in the air, which is just a lot more interesting to watch everybody juggle. Yeah, exactly. Who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that really, really kind of fun stuff, which is kind of the meat of the show. Totally. And I think what he did that was so brilliant this year was, yes, he added, you know, TR and Gina, who are just phenomenal additions mm-hmm. to the show. But what I love is that he basically took the same characters and then put them in a bag and shook us up and put us on the table, threw us out and saw where we landed. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? So it's the same group of people, but reconfigured, suddenly these dynamics emerge that we would not have known. Like we didn't have a scene together no. last season. No. Right? I and would see you make up in hair and go, how's your show? Yeah, how's yours? <laughs> how's totally. It? They how's were like two trains running parallel. Completely. It's true. And they yes. didn't, and they didn't. They didn't cross because you were on opposite sides. Unless I was pretending to be Alice's therapist. Like, that was the only time, which was great. Which was great. I remember saying to you in season one, we were having lunch together, and I was like, I just wish that maybe Danny and Margo somehow just could have one scene together. Maybe where we just speak to each other one time. And then season two, 
Or we'll be just having sex. Or we'll just or have, we'll just have sex. sex. Actually, have to talk. Still to each other. speaking. No speaking. Who needs speaking when there's other things you can be doing with your time? Um, okay, you guys okay if I ask you some fan questions from yes. fans who yeah. are fans of the actual television program? Of the actual okay, TV awesome. Show. Yep. Um, okay, now Marta and Margot Felicity, clearly a fan of the show. A little bit. Um, did the both of you expect people to love Danny and Mar Margot this much? Yes and no. I'm, I have to say, when I saw the cuts of the scenes we were doing, I was like, oh, I... I think people are going to like this. Yeah. I think I think I was worried that they might not root for it because of the Sophie element and that Margot is so villainous that maybe <laughs> everyone would just be like, just shoot the woman and be done with her. <laughs> um, you know, so so there was a little... <laughs> there was a little element of that. But no, I think in my heart of hearts, I sort of hoped and knew that people would root for these guys. Yeah, we both enjoy working with each other a lot. And so I, I when I would see the cuts, I'm like, come on. Proof with these guys. These kids are great. <laughs> Keep them together. But uh, I mean, it's a very volatile relationship. So a lot more than, in a way, Allison and Ben. Yeah. So I, I was like, this feels like a delicious treat. Well, actually, a couple of people asked. Uh, Anna Kira at Skinny Olets wanted to know, as did Thudi at Alice Vaughn. They both sort of wanted to know, is there a future for Margot and Danny, do you think? Hmm. Uh, I, I would say yes. I would say do you yes. sort of feel that way? I do. Huh. I do think so. I think, I think anybody who's asking questions still will be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Aliyah um, at Blanchett, please, wants to know, what were your husband and wife's reactions to the sex scenes? <laughs> mm, that is a great question. I'll let you start. Mm, thank you for that. Mine hasn't seen it yet. So good job. Good choice Well there, done. Probably. Um, I'm, he will, and he will be endlessly supportive. I think we're helped probably by the fact that we both have partners that work in the industry. My mm -hmm. husband's a TV writer, Nikki's an actress. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's ever had anything to do with a sex scene will be able to tell you how remarkably unsexy it is to have 40 people watching you <laughs> with lights, cameras, someone coming up and adjusting your hair every 30 seconds. So uh, I think it helps if you have some inside knowledge of the, yeah. of the thing. Yeah, people always react when they hear how how many people, not only how many people are in there, but how complicated it is to actually stage yeah, it's and shoot. It's choreographed. It's yeah. like, and roll over now. No, not now. Roll over in a minute. No, could you do that again and not roll over? Like it's, it's yeah. And I would say the, the queen actually, or the, the champion of the difficult to choreograph sex scenes was in episode one, where you're having sex with the man who gets shot in the head. Oh, yes, that one. Because oh, that yeah. seemed like, what the hell? That was that, that was, was a lot of rolling at the right time. That was a lot of rolling at the right time. <laughs> um, that was a whole... Yes, that was such a weird scene to do. It was also, like, really early on, and it was episode one I know. of season two. That's so I tough to gear of, up for. It was a lot. And yeah. I was sort of... I felt rusty in every sense of the word, and I just felt like... <laughs> Wait, how does this? Wait, who? You're doing what? What are you doing? You seem to be moving that body part. Should I be moving a body part? When are we? That's, you see, yeah. there was a lot of gusto coming from the other side, yep. too. That was sort of like hitting the ground running. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ours was much easier because we had like the first hookup episode, and then we knew that the next episode was like the rehearsals were over. Right. And we were going in. We were going in, yes. exactly. So, so we just didn't like, eat okay. for a week. See ya. You were only eating <laughs> celery, right? Me too. Okay. There's a lot of pointing going on right now. Yeah. You guys haven't gone to the scandal juicing routine, because scandal, as you know, in 
Yes, there's a whole thing about everybody juices to prepare for. Oh, it really? Vaccines. We yeah. just don't eat. No, we just don't eat, and then, and then have we order burgers and fries on set. On set, literally, <laughs> we literally, literally wrapped the scene. Everybody went to lunch, but we had had the burgers on set next to our chairs, and we sat on in an silence, empty stage and just ate, ate burgers <laughs> and fries together. Good job. Good job. Well done. Good job. Yeah, there good we job. go. Give us a motion. <laughs> um, Ariana at AVRCHZ wants to know if you could play another character on a Shondaland show, what would it be and why? Well, look, okay. <laughs> I always loved Grey's Anatomy, okay? I was a huge fan That's of good. Grey's Anatomy. That's good. And I always wanted to be Justin Chambers. There you go. I loved his character. I, I love the character. So you, of like... wanted, you wanted to play Alex? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, so wanted you, wanted, you wanted to play Alex. You wanted to play Justin's character, Alex. Yeah, so like, yes. See, I think he's such a great character because you think he's one thing and he's totally a different thing. Yeah. I'm assuming Olivia Pope for you. There you go. See? That's it. I think it's Olivia Pope That's for it. You. That's I just made I up my do. mind. No, no, no. I, I did too while he was talking. I was like, yeah, I'll just take Carrie's part. I Thanks. think that's it. That'll do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> totally, totally on board with that. Kelsey Bonnet at Kelsey Bonnet mm. wants to know... Um, do you get to keep your shoes and clothes from the show? Oh, God, I wish I got because to keep my clothes and shoes. We contract, Kelsey From the Bonnet. show, I would keep everybody's. <laughs> right? I would literally <laughs> like go... rugby tackle Murray and be like, take that off, I'm taking those clothes too. And I, I agree. Know. Fully, all of them. All fully of them. agree. Except that like when, there was one point where I wear that, I think I said this to you in the last podcast, so just cut this out if I repeated myself, but there's this beautiful grey silk exquisite satin robe that I mm. wear that Peggy had custom made for me, so it's cut mm. with like an inch of my life and it's so so beautiful I think I wore it in one of the shower scenes or something anyway it's absolutely stunning and Peggy was like oh we should get you one of these and I said yeah and wait sorry yeah. rewind I remember that. I have a two and a four year old what am I gonna do in a gray satin robe <laughs> in my house like just keep it for my fantasy life at work Maggie at Rosie's writing wants to know aside from acting do you have any other creative ambitions writing filmmaking photography anything is there anything else you either like to do in your spare time or I I um I do all of those things. I write, I'm writing a movie, I'm pitching a TV show. I've just started a podcast. I'm coming back tomorrow to interview Shonda for the podcast. There you go. Starting starting with a good one. I'm starting with a good one. No, I've got five in already. I'm I, I've started a podcast called Bookish where I ask interesting people to tell me about the five books that have most shaped. Who I wish they I'd thought of that. Are. Um, and so, uh, so it's been super fun. So I do Shonda tomorrow. I'm going to go and do John Hamm this afternoon. I've, uh, oh, that's uh, a tough life. Yeah. So that I do. I do lots of. I do lots of things as well. What about you, um, Uncle Jay? I co-own a design build company called David Vincent, and uh, build the, the most beautiful buildings and restaurants. Very nice. Um, we we started doing houses, and then we ended up finding our niche being restaurants. So. We just opened our third restaurant. What restaurant? It's called Verlaine. It's the old Dominic's. Oh my God, Verlaine's you? Yeah, and that's... So glad I did this podcast. I learned so much Uh about things. And we did the entire design build. I burned myself welding um, part of the metal. This is midnight welding. Yeah, we did some night welding. Is there anything harder than that? He welds. This is so upsetting. But um, my business partner and I, we're on our third year, and uh, someday we're going to make a profit. Uh, but, <laughs> it's not but, that. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, because it's the restaurant business, so you know, where you make profit. You make, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how everybody thinks? I remember when I worked in the restaurant business, which is French for waiting on tables, you guys. When I worked in the restaurant business in New York, um, and I had friends who owned restaurants, and they explained this whole kind of formula to me, which was like it takes at least six years to break even. Yeah. Most restaurants go down because people eat their profits. 
it's this whole thing of mm-hmm. like managing your partners is really tough because in New York in 1845, when I was living there, all the restaurants were like celebrity owned. They were like a, an actual restaurateur. And then they would get very, very famous actors to back their restaurants. Right. And the actors, God bless them in their cotton socks, didn't understand that you couldn't bring 29 people every and night of your friends free. and feed them for free. Right. right. And stuff like that, which was just super but simple. Coming, right? Yeah, no, we are. Yeah. No, Shondaland's coming in there. That's all there's, there's 31 of us. That's right. right. It's fine. And we're coming every night. <laughs> I heard you got a great catering deal for us over here where you charge us nothing. That's really interesting. So you guys have many incredible skills. Alia also wants to know, among the cast, who always forgets his or her lines? Can we release this information? I want to say it. Say it. Only because I, I love did. her so much. I just did. Okay, it. look. It's close. Between who? Between myself. Oh, and and Rose. And Rose. <laughs> and no, you are so sweet to put yourself in there. Okay, it's Rose. It's Rose. Rose I love we you. love Rose, and she's killer, <laughs> and she's a phenomenal actress, and she sometimes doesn't remember the lines. I think I say Rose though because it's the most comedic moment. Is because the way Rose forgets her lines, it's she'll hilarious. be in the middle of like, and Alice, you cannot. What the? What is the line? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, she'll come she totally actually, out and then she will come so back in yeah. mid-sentence she actually with commits. utter commitment. She's so committed yeah. to both. Yeah. yeah. It's that so that's true. super charming as opposed to walking with actually no clue. No. And it's also, it, I mean, I can say Rose because it's so mild. I mean, it's not, Rose is not costing us hours or days or anything. Yeah, like, we've all worked with those truth, but really, really, it is as professional a bunch of actors as I've ever worked with. It's what makes it, one of the things that makes it so fun is like everyone's been doing this a long time. Like there's everyone it's true. knows yeah. their lines, is on time, nobody's late, nobody's wasting your time. It's a really lovely, efficient group of people in that in yeah. that regard. Well, I think that's a beautiful way to end this incredible conversation Great. we've had. Thank you so much, you two, for Thank coming you. and joining Thank me you. this afternoon. It's so much fun. Next time on TJIT, which is April 27th, we have a new episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's called Don't Stop Me Now. Um, Bailey and April are going to be working to fix, you know, Richard and Catherine have not been getting along recently. It's a thing. If for all you watch Grey's Anatomy, I don't know what's going on there. I just kind of wish that would just sort itself out. And I think Bailey and April agree with me, and they're just going to get to the middle of it. So that's going to be really, really fun to watch. And watch that Eliza. She's a tricky one. Just going to say, need to watch this show. It's at 8 o'clock, Thursday night, ABC, April 27th. Scandal. Um, the episode is accurately named Mercy. That's all I'm going to say about it. And that's Whoa. Thursday, April 27th. It is terrifying you guys it's great it's a really really good episode and the catch is on at 10 o'clock april 27th on abc it's called the knockoff alice and ben this relationship Mm. is it's interesting what's starting to happen with alice and ben and there's a lot going on and the ben and reese and justine thing there's a lot to be watching and everything's heating up you guys because we're starting to drive towards the season finale we're not even close but we're getting there Mm -hmm. so you need to be paying attention you need to watch it in real time, and then you might need to watch it again over the weekend just to make sure <laughs> that you, didn't that you caught anything. everything. Yeah. So that's the catch. Yeah. ABC, 10 o'clock, April 27th. Thank you, all of you, for listening, and especially those who subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com backslash Shondaland. And as always, thank you very much, EW, for posting an exclusive first listen of the podcast. Thank you very much. We will be back again next time with a new podcast in two weeks with another very special guest from one of our TGIT shows. Until then, this is Betsy Beers saying thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll be talking soon. Bye-bye.